I want to thank all of our sponsors that have been here for a long time with us and uh, continue to support the program and the website and all of that stuff. The Ready Room Brew Pub is going strong and getting bigger all the time. It's from Hook Point Brewing. They have a place out in Collierville where they make all this this craft beer. They have a ton of it uh, on display, a number of taps, and some of, them, uh, some of it is in cans and or bottles. And so they got the, uh, the uh, beer factor nailed, and they are also now moving on to expansion of their food. They have a great lunch Wednesday through Sunday, lunch and dinner, and a full menu brunch on Sundays and check the Facebook page ours and or theirs for info on live music so they are uh, moving along and uh, expanding and getting better as the summer progresses so we thank them for being there on Brookhaven Circle uh, the west part of that it's very quiet and nice and quiet and they have a ton of beers some light some heavy and great food so what do you what could be wrong with that nothing so thank you Mike and Mark the Hook Point Brewing Company and the Ready Room Brew Pub, which is on West Brookhaven Circle. Also, thanks to our friend Alan, Alan's Automotive. He is back at work and taking appointments now, either via the website, his his site, alansautomotivecenter.com. He's on Facebook, phone number 332-3279. If you need to get a hold of him, if your car... This, this, this heat can make your battery go as dead as the cold can. I've been there. It's fun. So uh, have your stuff checked and get your car serviced and the oil changed so it keeps functioning properly as it gets hotter this summer. And we're at that point. So the first day of summer was yesterday. And so here we go. Now it'll, guess it'll probably get hot and stay hot until Thanksgiving. Uh, that's always fun. So uh, thank you to Alan. As always, he's been here forever and we appreciate his support from all the days gone by. And coming up uh, at AutoZone Park on the 8th of July is the Burt Kreischer Fully Loaded Comedy Tour. This is seven or eight different comics. You've seen them before on Netflix and Comedy Central. And they're playing a show at, at AutoZone Park um, on July 8th. And this guy has done a few specials for Netflix and he's in various movies. And uh, so Burt Kreischer's big fully loaded comedy show is coming in. Uh, more info on tickets on our website. You can find out more about that. So today, um, an Ask Lawyer Bill Day. If we can uh, get a hold of Bill, he'll be here. If not, well, we'll see. Um, uh, other stories I have noted in the past couple of days, one of which, I don't know if Wes and Sid have seen this or not, but it's bound to be making the rounds. And it is... Uh, Gene Simmons finally has turned senile. Um, uh, uh, Wait, this is a news story? Well, uh, no, this is just my interpretation of uh, this really, really uh, cute little story. uh, Kiss is on the sequel part eight of the We're All Gonna Die, We're Dead, We're Done (laughs) tour or something. Just get out. Kissing off. And they're playing, uh, yeah, Kiss Off. Uh, the band called The Wild Things is opening for them on the European tour. And uh, Gene's new thing, uh, which is really actually uh, kind of a cute thing for Gene, he gets all of his makeup on and this rig he wears on stage. And he drives around in the backstage area and elsewhere, waving to people from this cart like the queen. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> 
and the pictures of it are hysterical. And it, mm-hmm. it's a tiny cart, and he's a you know, big guy anyway. And he's in his entire onstage uh, stuff waving to the crowd. And it's uh, on the internet in various places. But uh, way to go, Gene. Thanks for the entertainment. So right. Chris is still <laughs> performing their little antics and, uh, and hanging out. Uh, anybody seen any movies lately in the theaters, Wes? I don't. I'm trying to keep up with what's coming out, but it's difficult. Well, the big one that the big tentpole of the summer movie from the superhero world came out this past weekend. That is the Flash. That's I'm gonna the, go see it. Can't wait. I I had it on my list to go see this weekend, but it didn't work out for all kinds of annoying real life things. But yeah. uh, it is it has been getting some good reviews. It has made some good money, and it's got two Batman in it to uh, to keep you oh, amused yeah. as well. So I'm gonna I am, go see it, but I'm gonna wait until the hubbub quiets. I think okay, just so you can have a quieter movie theater. Yeah, because I'm 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 sure that it. Um, did you know some a big money this past weekend and and uh, will for a bit and the competition is still coming the new Mission Impossible film this is the seventh one of these that Tom Cruise has done oh, wow. and the uh, reviews for it it says here are over they're they're just so positive glowing how the guy keeps on with this is uh, hard to understand but he uh, has done it again with Dead Reckoning part one which would lead one to believe there will be a part two of dead reckoning Mm -hmm. making eight of these movies so uh only a handful of critics have seen it and they've all raved about the strength of it the appearance of it what he does and that it is just um an impeccably made action film that does not stop entertaining from the get-go so that one is going to be out in the first week. It's uh, July 12th. That one hits the big screen. One of the other ones that is a grown-up film that isn't about a superhero or something like that is Oppenheimer. Um, oh, yeah. Christopher Nolan, who did the, the three Batman films, the darker version with uh, Christian Bale as the Batman. This is getting... Uh, they talk about how people look when they leave the theater. And some of them have a look of, uh, of uh, they say, horror and devastation at what they have just watched. Mm. This is about uh, the Manhattan Project and the building of an atomic bomb. Mm. And the cast is um, just incredible. Uh, Killian Murphy plays Oppenheimer. Uh, and the cast, in part, includes Matt Damon and Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Romy Malek, Josh Hartnett, Kenneth Branagh, and the list goes on and on. It is a horror film, uh, kind of in its uh, in its feeling, but it's a true story, and by all accounts, it is breathtaking and leaves people in tears or just without words. An element of fear that uh, there is a future in the history of this thing. So. Uh, those two are coming up along with a bunch of other things that um, we've been through this list before, but uh, a bunch of films to see and lots of things to watch. Because if, you, if you've noticed on your Netflix and your other platforms, things have slowed down because of the, the uh, writer's strike. 
So uh, that is still in play, and it's making uh, watching TV a little bit boring. But uh, uh, you know, well, you'll be they, excited to to hear what we started doing. We broke down and got Apple Plus because we're going to cancel it later. <laughs> but we started Ted Lasso, and it's so good. <laughs> we are addicted. Well, you're so behind, but at I least know, you got on up. board. Uh, you've so you've good. got to watch. Um, yeah, there are that, that it is. It's a fantastic show, and uh, lasted three seasons. And the last season, um, just something else. But the the other show you have to watch is the one that I have talked about before, called Shrinking. Oh yes, and yes. it is. It is Harrison Ford, and a, uh, I saw a story about this. Uh, because um, the guy from Ted Lasso, who plays Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein is his <laughs> name. He's hysterical in uh, in the Ted Lasso. And when Ted Lasso began, he was only a writer on the show, and that he's uh, had done some some stand up and things like that. Oh. But he wrote a part for himself in the show. And he thought they may just tell me just to you know f off and just to write the stuff and to be quiet, but they he did an eight minute uh, shoot of himself and they loved it, and so suddenly he becomes the classic uh, character Roy Kent, who is laugh out loud funny, mm -hmm. um, and evolves over time into a lovable guy. Uh, he is also one of the exec producers and the writers on Shrinking. And I saw a story last week because Harrison Ford, good God, he was Han Solo. He was Indiana Jones, mm -hmm. a legendary actor in those two roles. And you really don't picture him doing something like, it isn't a sitcom. It's um, it's a eight or nine episode show about three uh, therapists. And he is the lead one. And... The story that was told is that um, that Brett had written this part with Harrison Ford in mind, and they tried to get a meeting with him, and they kept going back and forth and back and forth, and finally, uh, Brett Goldstein and Harrison Ford connect um, at someone's house to have dinner or something, and so uh, so Brett gets there, and Ford has read the script, and. He was told by his colleagues um, to do one thing. The quote was, don't fuck this up, end quote. <laughs> well, nice. Always good advice. Always good advice. And so he gets there and he is nervous uh, as a cat on a hot tin roof. And he asked Ford what he thinks. And Harrison Ford looked at him and said, this is the best script with the best, best dialogue I've ever read. Golly. All right. Cool. And so Goldstein says, so you're in? He's like, yeah, man, <laughs> let's eat. That's why you've got to watch this. Because okay. I, I find myself, and I don't do this very often. I've been watching this thing over and over again. I'm on maybe the sixth time through it. Oh, wow. Just, oh, to, just to watch the actors and the dialogue. Now that I know the story behind it, yeah. And when and when you see it and see some of these actors, uh, Jason Siegel is known. The rest of them, for the most part, aren't. But they're all just incredible. And you watch the dialogue. 
and you watch the acting and you watch how good they are, uh, Harrison Ford especially, and it just sucked me in and I watch it over and over again because of the laughs. Uh, it's about loss and it's about, you know, uh, it, it's about many things. But when you have a film involving three therapists, that's what you're going to end up with. <laughs> it's laugh out loud funny. It's very moving. Um, but I, it's on Apple Plus. So, Sid, okay, you got to watch it. Next. I promise you will love it. Uh, after Ted Lasso, it's hard to top that. But Ted Lasso is one of those classics that will be uh, around forever. But Apple it's Plus... Great really does some I mean top-notch work and um, those two shows are examples of that and there are new things coming out uh, the bear season two is on Hulu that won the best actor award for that guy uh, at the Emmys uh, this past year I guess and then uh, justified the new, uh, it's called City Primeval, and uh, there are trailers out for that, and they kind of give you chills. If you liked uh, Justified, uh, these uh, this will not disappoint. This is July 16 or 17, I believe, on FX, and the trailers are just, Raylan is back, and it looks, um, it looks like Justified is supposed to look. What other entertainment-type notes does anybody have, Wesley? Now, what I've got is this list from the AV Club, who decided it was a it was time to stir up some comments in their comments section, and landed on the 40 greatest movie soundtracks of all time ranked. Oh. Uh huh. <laughs> so and? it starts out of these 40. Uh, there's 39 actually because there's one introductory slide that says here's what we're going to be doing a slideshow about the four, uh, last lowest one is Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Volume 1 which I can buy into that, yeah, that's good. for that movie the soundtrack was almost another character a bunch of classic 70's oldie kind of tunes that are a little bit cheesy but uh, fit in just perfectly with the character who was carrying this cassette tape around with him all through this all through space so it's um hit songs um and but some of them maybe are uh, john williams and some of the things he's done like et and things like that no 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 it's like uh it's all blue suede and hooked on a okay. feeling and uh and you know those kind of things okay 70s hits yeah songs yeah hits okay exactly uh let's see i'm not going to go through all of these heavy metal shows up on here the animated oh, yeah. uh, movie with the sammy hagar tune and stevie nicks had a tune on there blue oyster colts and a bunch of others boogie Nights soundtrack comes in on this oh i have that uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. that's yes. real nice yeah, yeah well i mean the soundtrack was good yeah yeah. The big chill that was not his real dick, so get over it. All right, go ahead. I, I, but it didn't show up on the soundtrack. It wasn't playing keyboards or anything, but it could have. It probably could have. Yeah. 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 The the big chill shows up on here for their soundtrack. I don't know what that was. Good. That was yeah, good. that's a long time ago. That was that was that kind of broke uh, or set a new way of doing things, as I recall. That movie was what? That was the early 80s? That was 1983. Um, and, yeah, that one really did kind of um, uh, present a new way of, of doing things with 
you know, oldies but goodies, and it and it it fit perfectly because it was a a generational film and about um, young folks that get together again when they're grown ups, and it was right. it was really good. Yeah. Coming in at thirty two, and I'm just going, I'm skipping some of these. Forrest Gump soundtrack. It was excellent. Yeah, it just was really excellent. good. Yeah, fantastic. Right yeah, with that is uh, Easy Rider. Came in, uh, another yep. big six, a lot of yeah, exactly. You want to be a bird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At twenty six, Dirty Dancing soundtrack from nineteen eighty seven. A Love lot it. of throwback it songs on that. Fantastic, yes. Yeah. And uh, right ahead of that, the Top Gun soundtrack, the original one from nineteen eighty six, probably almost entirely on the strength of Danger Zone from Kenny Loggins. Probably, yeah. Which sucked all these years later. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> that didn't last. That didn't. That, that didn't really. You know. It's, well. it's not a an American classic by any means. No, no. No. Uh, 22 is the soundtrack to American Graffiti. Where were you in 62? I don't remember that at all. Really? It was, no, it was probably 50s stuff, right? Well, um, it, it, the, the movie took place in 62. It was all about a bunch of kids cru- who just spent their nights cruising up and down the cruise street in their little town. Right. Yeah, okay. uh, and then the uh, songs are all them boys, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the graduates on here at twenty one. You got yeah. Empire. Yeah. yeah, you got mm-hmm. Empire Records from nineteen ninety five. Oh, uh, I remember yeah, that. I remember the movie and some of the songs yeah. on there. Uh, Footloose is on this list, coming in at sixteen. Kenny Loggins again. You I know hate that song ruins a film. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't mean to. Uh, it was it was Kevin Bacon, and it was a cute dance and. Yeah, but that's also the one with uh, holding out for a hero. Uh, Let's hear it for the boy. Uh, Some some love tune on there. Some love ballad was really, really huge, too. I can't remember what it was right now. It's okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) They all sucked, it sounds like to me, so we're good there. (laughs) We're moving on. Uh, This is Spinal Tap at number 13. Was that all music from the band, the the, the uh, fake band? I'm pretty sure that it was, and... It takes a certain kind of person. I, uh, when I was doing these uh, hour-long shows uh, between the grooves, I um, did one uh, with flowers in the title. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. played a song from Spinal Tap that doesn't sound like it's a joke. Um, what was it called? Um, something Flowers. And I thought, no one will have any idea what this is. Because unless you know that story and know that movie and the um, backstory to all of it, you don't know a, a, a thing about it. But it was a joke. It was all a, a uh-huh, tongue-in-cheek a presentation by a fake documentary rock band. Exactly. Yeah. At number 11 of the 40 greatest movie soundtracks of all time, according to AV Club, Pulp Fiction. Uh, oh, hard yeah. to argue with that. Yeah. 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 Son Chuck of a Berry, pre- you never can tell for one. Yeah. yeah. Son of a Preacher Man's on there. Jungle yeah. Boogie, let's stay together. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good selection on there. Uh, the Black Panther album uh, at number eight was on there. Pretty in Pink came in at seven. At number five, Oh Brother, Where Out Art Thou? Yep. Yeah. Hard to argue with that. That was, was pretty good. good. That, that was, was song, some really good it was stuff. Great. Yeah. And then rounding out the top five at number four from 1964, A Hard Day's Night. Mm. And then a All couple songs of, by the Stones. Eight, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's them. <laughs> and then two decades from two decades later, 1984, and at number three, the soundtrack to Purple Rain. 
Oh, duh. Yeah. Hard to fight that. Boy, that was an incredible record all the way through. Almost threading the needle between those two at number two, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you have to. You really can't argue with that, but I don't know how that wears either. Yeah, but at the time, it was a phenomenon. It was a phenomenon, yeah. indeed. Yeah, it 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 truly was. And yeah. surprising me, coming in at number one from AV Club's forty greatest movie soundtracks of all time, the Sound of Music, the soundtrack to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, couldn't I don't name remember one the song. Songs. Me either. And, and this the story of it doesn't even really list much. It says it offers an idealized version of what a broadcast from 1969 might be, with a collection of sugary pop, garage rockers, trippy interludes, earnest folkiness, gritty funk, and a hep-talking DJ in the midst of it all. I never I heard it at all. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I'm gonna see what? if it, if Spotify has it. In, in fact, the movie crap. is 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 not that rememberable. Um, that's the one with the Charlie Manson house and the and the murders, and they revisit it, and they it's the alt and an uh, alternate concept on how that might have gone. Um, okay, here's very strange movie. Here's some of the songs on it. There's 31 altogether. Wow. Uh, Treater writes. Uh, Seeger's Rambling Gambling Man, Deep Purple and Hush, Hector from the Village Callers, the Buchanan Brothers, Son of a Lovin' Man, Paul Revere and the Raiders doing Good Thing, and uh, Hungry, Box Tops on their Choo Choo Train, uh, Deep Purple's Kentucky Woman, uh, Mrs. Robinson is on there, Los Bravos, Bring a Little Lovin'. I don't know, maybe his movies are so, uh, so you know, powerful so powerful visually that the music doesn't oh yeah but pulp fiction yeah uh, uh makes that that concept i go away because the music was was so prominent in that movie yeah but in the hollywood movie i can't remember one song for any reason at, at any time i don't know why but i just it didn't stand out so there we I go know. so and interesting yeah the, uh, the okay. spinal tap song was listen to the flower people or just that's, flower people. that's it that's <laughs> i it. gotta hear that now I'm gonna but, miss that. but it sounds like a real acoustic little ballad song from you know from the from the 70s um and it yeah. doesn't sound like a joke but it is but uh, well, there I, you go i, I want to know where where's ferris bueller on there and singles, the soundtrack to singles is really good if you're into 90s stuff. And Dazed and Confused. Now, see, Dazed and Confused, really yeah, I'm surprised song, didn't that it? didn't pop up now that you mention it, sure. Well, Ferris, uh, of course, there was a Twist and Shout yeah. mm-hmm. in Chicago in the parade. Uh, Maybe there wasn't a ton in Ferris, and I'm just thinking of that. Uh, uh, Donka Shane, he sang oh, that yeah, yeah. on the float. Uh, I can't remember anything else, though, but... I, I don't know about but see, that. It, it did its job. It got us chatting about it, arguing about it, and delving <laughs> into it. Which is the point of any list ever done, and it's what exactly. magazines no, that... do, just to make you bitch and, uh, and talk about things. Okay, cool. Uh, Sid has a story here. This game show host breaks a record. I don't know what this... I'm guessing it's about Mr. Sajak. It is. What is... What's the story? Then, let's, then, look, then I'll tell you what I have learned about all the rumors about who's going to replace him and who oh, I think should okay. do it. Okay. He's 76. He has the, uh, he began his Wheel of Fortune run more than four decades ago. 81. And he holds the Guinness World Records title for the longest career hosting a single game show. He That's beat surprised. Bob Barker? Wow. He beat hmm. Bob Barker. Wait, I got a list right here. 
So Sajak, 40 years. Alex Trebek, 37 years. Oh. Bob Barker, 35 years. Bob for the bronze. It still seems long. Monty Hall, let's make a deal. Watched it as a kid at my grandmother's house. Oh, 22 yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, Gene Rayburn, the match game, was 20 yeah. years. He was a chode. Yeah. Drew Carey doing the prices right. He just never got it. Never will. Fit, I don't know, but 16 years he did that. Uh, Peter Marshall did Hollywood Squares for 15, and just it goes down. There's another like six, seven people, but yeah. Well, uh, uh, Pat Sajak. I'm surprised that Pat lasted this long, um, but he did, and he's going to walk away. He's going to uh, remain as a consultant for three years. Oh, now, Pat is a pretty okay. he is a pretty youthful 76 I would say mm -hmm. uh, Vanna is 10 years um, younger than Pat now will she stay is the question so the names begin to pop up on all these websites and the first one uh, just gave me a pain in every part of my body oh no Ryan Seacrest. He's the most white and generic and unchallenging, not dangerous, not funny, not cynical, not sarcastic. To but that's why Pat worked because he is charming. Yep. Yes. And then in the next next second, he is funnier than heck. I watched a top ten uh, best moments of his his uh, long time uh, there on the wheel. And the guy is just an amiable, affable, nice man who is really smart and really funny. At the time that I spent with him 50 years ago, he was the very same way. And I, and I spent uh, about a year with him in Murray, Kentucky. That is a true story. And mm -hmm. he had just left uh, AFVN. He was a DJ in Vietnam. And I'm telling you, all these years on, he's he's the same guy. And it, I don't. Um, he was polished back then, and he is polished and smooth now, and never had any missteps. I I had forgotten that he stepped down from that show at one point for a year or maybe two years to do his late night talk show. Oh, which hmm. which should have been a hit, but it was bad timing, and I think he was up against Johnny Carson, and that's not a good place to be. Or had Johnny? Or, when did Johnny step down? Uh, Ninety one. Either way, uh, there was a dude named Rolf Bernerska, I believe, who was a kicker for the San Diego Chargers football team, and they recruited him to be the host of that show. I don't recall that ever happening at all. But he was there, and then Pat came back. So I heard Seacrest, and I went, oh, gee, please, no. Uh, no. Uh, and then I heard Whoopi Goldberg, and I thought, no, there's just no way. She's, it, it's going to be hard to do this. And trying to put somebody in place of a Trebek has been a disaster. Mm -hmm. And but who do you put in there for Pat Sajak? And this popped into my mind, and I don't know if it has been. Pat has a daughter who mm -hmm. you see on the show on occasion. Her name is Maggie, and she's 28. Hmm. Now, the idea of having Vanna become the host was also discussed. And you've seen Vanna before. 
that isn't what she does best. She's not no. comfortable. She isn't a broadcaster, and she doesn't have the natural, calm kind of groove that you need to have that gig. I'm guessing that any kid that Pat Sajak raised has the same attitude, the same sense of humor. Uh, she's really pretty, mm -hmm. and she's in her late, late 20s. And I thought, wouldn't it be awesome if they gave her that gig? Totally agree. Yeah, that uh, would... I, it probably won't happen, but I thought that just makes too much sense. Let Maggie Sajak have this job and have Vanna, you know, hang out there with her and just yeah. do it. I think it'd be I think great. It's a great and idea. She, yeah. she already does the social media for Wheel. She has yeah. for about four years now. Yeah. 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 And, I think it'd and be, when, I, I agree. And when Vanna is off, she turns the, the uh, fingers, you know, too. So I don't know, but it'll be. A real blow to this country when when Pat Sajak <laughs> is off of this TV game show, but I can't think of of anybody else that is qualified enough to do this. That he he makes that job look easy, effortless, yeah. and I guarantee you it's not. And so we'll see where this goes. But yeah, his contract uh, renews in September. He has one more year. So they have time to audition people, but they should listen uh, to me and bring in his kid, I think. But then again, I, I could I be agree. totally wrong. Yeah. So she's got, she's just bound to be funny um, and uh, just, a, well, we'll see how this works and it out. Would, it would bring in younger listeners, too. It would bring in a huge, I think. And viewers, probably. Bigger, it's a, it's, bigger, or, uh, it's sorry, it's viewers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, whatever. Listeners, viewers, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Anyway, that that's just uh, that's one thing to watch for for sure. All right, Sid has a couple of stories we can look at just for grins. A new study uh, shows that these, I, and I have no idea who's on this list. I could make up my own. The most tiring bands to see live. Now, does tiring mean they're so bad they exhaust you with their boring, <laughs> never-ending jams and shit? I, no, I've. I've I've tried to watch some of these jam bands. I've gotten my I've tried to watch and focus and stay interested. It's really hard. So what's the list contained? Well, it means the opposite. It's the most tiring bands to see because you're having so much fun. You're standing up the entire time, or you're dancing. Well, then moving, they shouldn't use the word singing, tiring. Oh, clapping, okay. whatever. Okay. I mean, you're getting friggin' exercise from these people, sure. and your girl is number one. Who's your girl? Come on. She's she's not my girl. She's okay. Okay. One of your favorite girls then. Seriously or Yes. Well, Taylor sure, Swift. Yeah. yeah, she wears me out one. just even the thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's really energetic on stage, I guess, and people probably just For stand up the three, whole time. Yeah, she puts on a long show. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I saw Paul McCartney say last week that he blames Bruce Springsteen for these three hour concerts. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, boss. <laughs> I mean, this chart, it's funny because they did an, a an average beats per minute um, when you're watching these bands. And, and time spent performing, she performs for two hours and 57 minutes on the, on average. So, yeah, three hours. And also changes clothes constantly. And, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. I'm sure also, it's fun. I'm, it's I'm, really sure it's, fun. I'm sure it's great if you, if you know the music. Also, three hours, Bad Bunny. I think he's a rapper. Kill know. me. 
<laughs> two and a half hours, and I would not have. Now they're on tour because I don't know if there's a new one. I'd have to. I should have looked it up. But the Cure is number three. Really? I didn't know yes. they had enough material to play three hours. Yeah. They, I, the Cure. Never really got that one. I, I didn't try too hard, but currently on the first North American tour since 2016. So they play. Yep. Springsteen, number four at two hours. I see it. It is exhausting, that's for sure, but it's usually worth every every bit of it. I mean, oh, gosh, yes. if you aren't into Bruce, then you then you don't get it. But if you are, and if you followed it from the beginning, uh, when he ends, it, it's you just still want more because there's so much in his catalog, and he can't play it all. Although he changes the, the uh, set list, I've heard every night. And he was playing some songs on the European leg that he doesn't play in, you know, in in this this country here. Um, but they adapt and they go along as they. But he's just still going strong. Somebody else that we don't know her music, but uh, she's probably very energetic on stage. Has a lot of dancers. Plays for over two hours. Beyonce is number five. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Cent plays for two and a half hours. He's number six. Uh, as he Lamar. should, because he ought to be named Pity One Cent. Maybe he'll earn another penny as he gets more into his right. show. Another rapper, Kendrick Lamar, is at number seven. He plays almost. Well, he's two good hours. though. Uh, he has real talent, I think. But there's these clowns. I don't know. Um, number eight, Radiohead. Really? really? I don't there's picture them as a jump up and down mellow. kind of band. Yeah. I don't either. But anyway, uh, number nine, Coldplay. I see that. I can see that. I bet they're unbelievable live. I'll, yeah. I've watched some of their their up uh, their their videos, and they are a hell of a band. And they they have a, a gigantic catalog to choose from. Yeah, so they oh, can yeah. play for a long time. They're really really good. And number ten, the most tiring rock bands to see live because not because they in a good way because you're all yeah. in a good way. Metallica, which is true. I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would also say Kiss, though. That's just me. And I where are the foos on that list? That's exactly right. They should be number one. Uh, they, they do like you know, three hours of show. Yeah, and they just played Bonnaroo. I saw a story yesterday. They played Bonnaroo, and it was just, I mean, according to the writer of the story, of course. I mean, Josh Freeze just fit right in. Yeah, there I saw were, some, you know, some uh, Grohl's yeah. daughter was there to sing. Some other female artist got up and sang. Uh, who's the band West that, that that you like? I like uh, P Word. The lead singer came out and sang with him on My Hero. Um, oh, Paramore, Paramore, Paramore. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they played, uh, you know, they played Little Rock recently too. And somebody, wait, somebody texted us about that because they went to it. Um, well, I can find it in a minute, but they said it was just absolutely excellent. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know where the text is, but anyway. <laughs> well, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. What else? So, uh, yeah, that's those. So those are the top 10, the top 10 most okay. tiring bands to see live. Yeah. I bet Beyonce would be tiring after about 20 minutes, but I, that's just me. <laughs> I, every song sounds alike. I don't understand it. I never have, but good for her. And she's rich and famous and has a nice husband and rock on. Uh, let's see. What else did you have over here? Um, I had the musicians who have changed, who changed their name. Their name. There, there's a ton of these, but let's hear what you got. 
I should read the ones that you might not know because you're going to know all these, Drake. If I tell uh, you their real, not. or should I tell you their sage name or their real name? What do you tell want to me hear? their 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 real name first? You know Vincent Fernier. 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 Ooh, sorry. See, pardon me. That's how good Vincent he knows him. Damon uh -huh. Fernier. Alice Cooper. Yes. That's right. That's right. I didn't know this. Ben Benjamin Orzchowski. Uh, ben Orr from the Cars. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was easy. William George Perks Jr. Don't know. Wow. Oh, Bill Wyman. Stones. Yeah, who's not dead, which is amazing. All right. William Michael Albert Broad. You should know him. You know him. William Albert I don't know. Billy Idol. Oh, yeah, one of Drake's favorites. Yeah, douche, <laughs> douchebag supreme. Yeah. You, know, this, you, you both know this one, of course, Robert Allen Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. Bobby Dylan, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Paul David Hewson. Bono. Mm -hmm. uh, Lewis Brian Hopkins Jones. I know this, but I'm. He just dropped two, two names. He was using his Brian Jones from the Stones. Oh, okay. Well, he's really like way dead, so who cares? Not really. Okay. Uh, you don't care about that guy, so I'm not going to read it. Ellen Naomi Cohen. Never knew this. Ellen Naomi Cohen. I don't know. Cass Elliot, Mamas and the Papas. Oh, okay. She's way dead too. I don't think out I've of ever sight, knew. out of mind. I uh, this guy's had three names: Stephen Dimitri uh, Giorgio or Giorgio. I would not have known this. No idea. Uh, it sounds familiar, but I I don't know. Cat Stevens. Oh, hmm. well, he's been Yusef and a, a bunch yeah. of stuff. Okay. Later, Yusef Islam. Uh, Christopher, <clears throat> Char Christopher, Christopher Charles Geppert. <laughs> oh. Ride like the wind. Christopher Cross. How did I know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, okay, I'm not going to read the made-up Wilberry's names because that's just silly. But but you, I'm sure you know who Charlie T. Muddy Wilberry Jr. was in the Wilberries, traveling Wilberries. Uh, I don't know. Was that Tom? I, yes. I don't yes. Know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Oh, David Robert Hayward Jones. No. Oh. I have no clue. That's Bowie. Yes, that's Bowie. Oh, yeah, yeah. David Jones. Mm -hmm. Because okay. he couldn't David be David Jones because there was already a David Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. David, David Henry Thomset or Thomset? I, I, mm -hmm. I would no have not have known that. David Clayton Thomas from Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Okay. Uh, let's see. Huh. Brian Frederick Hines. Brian. Mm. Don't know this one either. Denny Lane, Moody Blues and Wings. Who the hell would ever know that? I'm not I know. I don't even have his trading card. Hold on. Denny Carlos. Lane is a guy. Uh, he, um, the 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 Moody Blues had a career as a little rock band before they turned into the orchestral, semi prog rock, big production, big long albums, theme albums. Uh, but they had a hit in the late 60s called Go Now. Remember that song, either of you? Can't uh, say I do. And Denny Lane sang lead on that. 
And then the Moody Blues changed their thing entirely. Justin Hayward and the rest of them. And then Denny Lane somehow got involved with Paul McCartney and with Linda. And when you hear Band on the Run, you should know that uh, here's a great story, that, uh, which he, which Paul told, not on Get Back, but I think in the interview sessions with Rick Rubin, the uh, great producer, they went, uh, uh, Paul wanted to go to a faraway place to record this, this uh, Wings album. And he wrote everything. He had uh, pieces of, of tape, but he wrote all the songs and uh, he had them and some sheet music, well not sheet music because Paul could not read music, but he had all the lyrics and stuff. And they went to, I don't want to, it's Nigeria, or they went to some really exotic, not posh, uh, you know, famous place that was dangerous and they were told, do not go out at night by yourself in a taxi, or, don't go out at night, it is a, it's a problem. And you're famous, and nobody cares about that. They'll they'll just kill you for your wallet. So they go out, and they're going to the studio to begin to put some. And it's just these three people. Um, and Linda didn't have that many skills, but 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 you know Paul could play anything. So they are in a taxi going to this place, and they get hijacked. And these oh, criminals still they. They, they uh, stole Paul's bag. So every bit of tape, all the demos, all the lyrics are gone. He's got nothing. And they have to go and recreate all of this, all the music, all the words. And when you hear that album, the, the next time you hear it, Paul plays almost every instrument on it. And no one really knows that. That was not some big eight-piece band. That was McCartney and uh, Denny Lane. And then Linda, I guess, would chime in and go, ooh, ooh, or something. <laughs> but, uh, but he lost everything. All no, the pieces to the puzzle lost it and remade it and turned that into an all-time classic. My so. When know. I was a kid, that was my band on the run was my absolute favorite song, and I will it's still incredible crank it album. and sing every word when I hear it. Well, um, band on the run is, I think, on the same level uh, in an operatic kind of form as a Bohemian Rhapsody, because there are so many different pieces in that song. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little, it's just a, a, you know, it's a, it's about what five minutes long, but it's it jumps back and forth and mm -hmm. back and forth and back and yeah, forth. It's great, kind of like the the Queen tune does. So yeah, uh, there you musician, go. Musicians, you want a couple more? Yeah, uh, quickly. Yeah. Musicians who have changed their names: Edward Lewis Severson the Third. You I didn't like him. Uh, you didn't like him recently, Drake, until recently when he uh, when he and Bruce Eddie Springsteen Vetter. did an interview. Yes, <laughs> ding. Yeah. David Howard. Or did he Evans. change his entire thing? It's really interesting. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, who who is David Howell Evans? Do you think? Oh, David Howell Evans. He's the Evans's boy. The Edge. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't either. You know Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Yeah, Elton. Mm hmm Declan McManus, of course. Elvis C. Mm hmm. I didn't know this. Eric Patrick Clapp. I didn't Eric know Clapton. that was real. 
Yeah, I didn't real not didn't know his real name. No, you didn't. Uh, Faruka Bol Bolsara. Oh, that's I Freddie. I forgot that. Yes, Freddie Mercury. Chime Wits. <laughs> what? Who is Chaim Wits? Gene Mother Effin Simmons, <laughs> that's, bro. That's right. One more, you'll know, maybe. Hugh Anthony Craig the Third. Uh, I don't know. Huey Lewis. Uh, ah, I had no idea. Coral Huey, taken down by tinnitus, and what's the other? Mm. Uh, what's that? No, what's that? A disease called? Uh, I don't remember, but he can't hear, right? Or can't? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's a vertigo thing, and a good friend of mine has that. Yeah. Uh, what's oh, it called? No. Uh, veneers, veneers, veneers disease. Veneers, veneers disease. Yeah. Veneers, not veneer. Meneers. That's a floor. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our friend, uh, lawyer Bill, Bill Jones, Jones Law Firm, now in Clark Tower, available on the internet, and he has a phone there and and people and stuff, and he does lawyer things. No, we, we actually. Is that right? We don't have physical phones anymore. All of our. What phones do you have? Are on, all of our phones are on our computers. So when when you get here, you open up your computer and your phone's there. If you got to work from home, your phone's on your computer all the time. It's I don't it's understand weird. what you just said. We do not have physical handsets on our phones. Our our computers in the office where we transfer everybody. It's just your computer. It's we're living in we're we're living in the digital age. It's a crazy new world. VHS so you have a, and VCR. So you, so you each have a headset for your phone, uh, for your no, computer, the, just, your phone. No, you just talk through your computer, just like you would on a Zoom call. It's it's pretty Man. wild, but I mean it it cut the cost of the phone system, in by ninety percent by not having physical Jeez. phone sets. Cool. Yeah, it's like okay. the Google Voice is like uh, the Google a uh, Google it's Voice like account. That. Or something. Yeah, it's like that, but it's zooped okay. up. And look, when when I'm on a phone call, it's recording and the AI is transcribing. It's wild, man. When I'm when whenever I get a phone call, AI is recording um, in the background and transcribing my phone calls. It's insanity. And you can see the dialogue as it's being uttered. As it's being uttered, and then at the end, it's it's it says, uh, Mr. Jones, there were three uh, practice points that you needed, or three things you need to do, based upon that phone call. You oh, said you were man. going to call this person, check on this person, and do that. So it's, it's your insane. own little uh, secretary kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's my girlfriend. This is a, this is nuts. So all of you it's have that, and it so it recaps every phone call with every client, and tells you what the action points are from the phone call. Yeah, I mean, and there's no, you know, there's no saying we didn't talk about that or we didn't say that. It's, it's a beautiful system, and I didn't realize this kind of stuff was out there, you know, until we started using it here in the office. But, um, you know, it it makes you operate differently when you're calling places thinking they probably have that same type of software uh, everything that i say is uh, big brother is listening hello 1984 yeah but if you're calling somebody like me i don't have that so do you mean that during your calls about business other attorneys yep. you assume that they have it too not just the average joe like me 
not the average Joe like you, but I mean, pretty soon I think the average Joe like you will have it. I, mean, I doubt I, that seriously, but I, that's just me. Um, I think that your iPhones will do it pretty soon. I mean, it's it's here. It, we're here. We're there. So how about if I call you and I want to just talk to you about something that is nobody's business but ours? Can it be shut off? Well, you call me on the burner phone. That's, you know, the phone that for the girlfriends and the weed uh, dealers. You call me on the burner. It's an old flip phone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> got prepaid at, at the Walgreens. No, what do you uh, use for your drug dealer and for the hookers? No, yeah, but for uh, no for a private phone call like that, I mean, you can you can do cell phones, but I, I don't know. I, oh, but oh, but office calls. Okay, so my call to you on your cell phone does not kick no, into that kind of gear. Okay, no, just if you're calling the the Jones. You see, you've got the private line, but if, yeah, if you were right. if you were a mere plebeian calling right. into the uh, the regular line, well, that will, yeah. that will never happen now because I'm that's scary to me. Yes. God, this AI thing is man, it's it's just jeez. Yeah, it's moving so fast now that everybody is kind of getting scared of it. But uh, I also saw that uh, Jeff Zuckerberg. Um, who was Facebook, now they're meta and all of that nonsense. Uh, he's trying to put the knife in the heart of Twitter and Elon Musk. They introduced a new thing, or it's it's coming, it's called uh, Threads. And it has the same look as Twitter, but it's, um, I don't know what the mechanism is, but it somehow keeps out some of the hatefulness and the, and the dumb people. But uh, but Threads is either being tested or will be out there soon, trying to wipe uh, wipe this thing off the book because Elon and his people messed this up so badly, and they're bleeding money, and he's trying to put the stake in their heart. So look out for Threads coming to a phone near you. It just never stops. I'm curious to see what the next big things are going to be. I really am. I mean, I, I I'm old enough to remember before Google – you know, everybody thought that Microsoft was the big boy. I, I grew up thinking Microsoft was the big company that would never get overthrown. And I guess my grandparents grew up thinking that IBM was the big company that would never get overthrown. Um, and Ford before that. But, I mean, you keep going. Facebook looks like the giant right now. Um, well, and Apple is getting bigger every day, and they're about to hit uh, their all-time stock price and the value of the company is exploding again i suppose uh, that that is based upon the new what's it called west the oculus or whatever the hell it is the little oh, they're, yeah. stinger hmm. yeah yeah they're so new they VR are getting bigger and thing. bigger and bigger and bigger yeah yeah i don't know i was trying to and on occasion i do this now as i get older and more melancholy about what came before me i try to imagine what things used to be like in real life and in radio before all of this stuff. And the idea of doing a radio morning show with newspapers, that's how you did it. There was no real, you know, show prep and no services and no audio. You had to just do it out of the paper. Um, and it's changed entirely. And I was trying to just put myself in picture at what point in what year did cell phones become the norm? When was that? The mid-90s? Late-90s? So it would have been... Suncom? 
It would have been around 1994, 95 when they started getting small and flippy enough to where, you know, everybody could afford it. Um, Because I I remember I graduated in 94 and um, I got a flip phone that I was paying an inordinate amount of month for and I I didn't have many minutes, so I, I wouldn't use it. I just had it on me to look pretentious. Um, so I think it was around 94, 95 that, that it really, really hit. But, I mean, it, it changed everything. I mean, oh, yeah. Google and the Internet, I mean, my God, how much, how much of our brain capacity did we lose learning how the Dewey Decimal System works? We spent uh, a month on that crap in school, and every, at the beginning of every semester, your librarian would refresh you on it. No one even knows what the Dewey Decimal System is anymore. It's just not no. even used. No, I don't know how we how we functioned before this. It's um, it really is hard to remember how we survived in our real lives and in our lives on the radio without the internet. Uh, it just seems impossible. And it is it the worst thing ever invented or the best thing or a combination of the two? Look, I I miss coming into a studio. You know, and sitting across from you, um, you, you know, but this this is nice. I mean, we can still do what we do, but I, I miss I miss the physical interaction of being in a room with you and Wes and Sid and saying, "Hey, what do you think of my bow tie today?" Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, something has been lost um, in that for sure. Just the personal interaction has been lost and um, will not ever be regained. That's why this uh, this ongoing tug of war about who will come to work in the office and who won't, and people are fighting that on both sides of the you know all the time, and they can't get any kind of answer. I guess in some of the bigger cities like New York, L.A., Dallas, and Chicago, and so on, they insist upon you being in the office, but. That seems to be to me to be kind of a, that's that means that you're driving on interstates and back to that that routine. Well, I, I don't know, but that's, the pandemic that the a, pandemic just battle. put all that in, in fast forward. I mean, like Peabody Place. I know that American Home Shield had just restored it for. Uh, they were putting all their offices in there, and the pandemic hit, and I I don't think they went back. So I mean, you've got that building empty again. There's it's, a bunch of empty buildings everywhere, huh? That's too bad. So, uh, so what's up in the world of being an attorney? I, uh, I just pulled up here uh, a local news site just for entertainment purposes because it is it is so horrifying to read some of these headlines. And thankfully, you aren't in this this part of the law. Um, dogs quote ate this baby up. Grandmother oh says that's a headline. Uh, man arrested an ATM uh, in the, in this robbery after the victim knew who he was, and she told the cops who he was. South Haven Police: eighty-one cars burglarized overnight at the DeSoto County Hospital down here and the surrounding hotels. Eighty-one cars overnight, night before last. Uh, a package at the airport shut it down on Tuesday. Mother given bond and uh, some some. It's just endless. Uh, 
So I guess that with all this insanity, that being a, a divorce attorney is calm by comparison. Does it does it have in there who won this year's spelling bee or no. that a grandma was helped across the street? But so there's no there's just no feel good stories anymore. There's nothing uh, to feel no. good about. They don't even search for it, and which is one of the reasons that I have lost interest in almost anything that relates to the news or to the real world. I just don't want to know anymore. Do you know? Because they make it. It's it's been made harder and harder to engage in life, and why the uh, media, uh, be you know, be it a TV or radio, doesn't understand that they are circling the drain blows me away. Look, the only but. time I watch local television or local local news, I see about three minutes of it every night because I TiVo. Uh, Family Feud with Steve Harvey every day, and it apparently comes on oh right after you, the news. You, you don't have any life at all, do you? So this I see that I see the end of the news, and then I see Steve Harvey. That's as much Memphis news as I get. Well, it's just it is beyond brutal. And then I go but, out and yell at the kids to get off the lawn. That's yeah, that's life yeah. Now. It's, uh, it's just it's just kind of rough out there. Well, we will um, uh, we will uh, regroup and do this again next week and um, get uh, some questions and look back at um, uh, the past and look toward the future and it'll be a fun show next week and you can uh, join us for that then. More so look, on that as the week progresses. What the other thing that we're doing? We do it every year. It's coming up July. I get phone calls throughout the year. When are you doing your will special? When are you doing your will special? Right. I do it every year in July, and I do it in December. Those are the two times a year that we do it. So it's coming Why'd up you in choose July. Those? It, it's six months increments. It's just you know okay. July. It, it seems like it's a good good point in time to do it. Um, okay. But you can come in. It's a special special deal on that. It's nine hundred dollars for a couple. Regular rate is twelve hundred dollars for a couple. Um, and then it's five hundred for a single. Regular regular price there is, is six hundred. So you're saving money um, if you get it in July. You don't have to do it in July. You just have to make the appointment for in July. And when you call, know that you're being recorded. Every utterance that you That's utter right. is being kept on record by a little AI people in Bill's computer office thing. If you don't think that there's some computer translating everything we're saying right now oh of course there is i bet you a dollar there is oh of course there is because this is just that valuable my apple watch is probably doing that right now that's why you knuckleheads that had to have your effing apple watch just don't seem to get it why do you you hear the part how do you you ever use it did you hear the story about me being 18 year old and so pretentious i needed a flip phone (laughs) well i mean it's like you weren't listening yeah, I know you pretty well. I, 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 I don't know how I ever... Yeah, but you had that thing. I mean, they weren't out a week and you had one. So Yeah, I like but, I like uh, toys. I like gadgets and gizmos. Boys and they toys. All right. Yep. Uh, how do we contact the Lawyer Bill office and website and all that stuff? Yeah, so the number here is 761-5353. You can always find us online at lawyerbill.com. Bill Jones, thank you, sir. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Sid. We'll see you next time. This is Drake Digital. All right.